You spend time with your family? Sure I do. Good. Because a man who doesn't spend time with his family can never be a real man. So that's exhausting. Real quick, I have a question for you. Oh, sorry. We already started. Oh, Ask away. Starting, as we're starting at the beginning. <laughs> how do you know how do you know you're getting older? Today I went to go and you know pull my Wait, is it a question out. or is it a story? Because I have no, a response. No, no, I have story. an answer to that. I too. have an answer for that well, too. I'm just gonna say this is how I think that. I'm getting old. I, I, uh-huh. I was pulling my pants and I ended up grabbing a fucking handful of pubic hair. As I was pulling up my pants with my gun in it, and it fucking just ripped it out. You got to get rid of that. I, that's hair, never been on my list of reasons. <laughs> I do. It's like insanely <laughs> fucking long. Like Wait, it's like that's how you know you're getting older. That's how you know you're getting older. First of all, older, in my entire life, my pubic hair has only grown to a certain length. It is never. I've never exactly. like exactly. You know, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. But now all of a sudden, right. it's like straight. No. And long. No. What? Like, what? Listen, you may need to see a doctor. You may need to have that checked. Hold on, hold on. I got. I got. I got. Marco, go ahead, Marco. First, good. I, I, I believe I am the eldest here, not by not by too much past Matt, but I believe I'm the eldest here. Correct. And with that being said, Chuck, I believe I have you by like I, I want to say at least like twenty years, right? Maybe no. a little bit less. No, no, ten, not twenty. Yeah, but, ten. Okay. Listen, man, my pews have never looked like they had a relaxer on them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, look at I that hair. hair on my back now, and in like patches, and like fucking hair out of my ears, and well, there's like, that. This hair is getting I really think, long, but then no, I, I, I have grown hair out of my ears, grown hair out of my nose. Same. I've grown hair yep. in places Same. I wasn't supposed to get hair. I agree, yeah. but nothing has happened to my pubes other than they have remained my pubes. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't, don't even let them get long enough to notice they're getting long. I freaking manscape twice right twice a week. Twice a week, I'm down there. Right. If you want to look tall, yeah, yeah. I like to be shorter at all times. (laughs) You're you're militant with your your manscaping. Yes. You don't stand next to a six foot hedge when you want to look tall. You stand next to a three foot hedge. That is correct. (laughs) Would you say that we can call your member Gunny then? You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. High and tight, baby. You know how you know how I realized I was getting a little porn star landing strip above it. <laughs> oh my god! I'm picturing. I'm hold on a second. I'm picturing one well, so they don't get so they didn't get it in their teeth. I'm picturing Chuck's, <laughs> Chuck's hair like a '70s pimp. You know, what I'm saying like long, relaxed, like a like flat iron, like flat iron. Yeah, I had my I had my gun, flat iron. I had my gun in my waistband. And I used to restroom, sure. and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to straighten sure. my underwear. And I went to go yeah. and pull my underwear, and without knowing yeah. it, I guess yeah. my fucking straight, fucking permed out, you know, straightened hair was fucking mm. just That's a you problem, my dude. At 10 years older than you, dude. the three of us have never... I, I'll tell you this. Uh, one of the first things I noticed now it's is like when I didn't understand music. Straight. Wait, so I stopped understanding music. What You understanding music. When I stopped understanding music. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when I was like, wait, wait, who... Everybody knows about this person. Oh, They've been around for a couple of years. Yeah, yep. And oh, I, I, uh, I have I have Chuck's pubes music right here. Okay. We can't hear nothing. No. 
Nope. Soul glow. <laughs> okay. Oh Jesus. So the podcast is going to buy Marco a new microphone and a soundboard because he he like he's the he's the sound effects guy. You yes. need a soundboard. I love the sound effects guy. Sound. I know. I, yeah. Like, I it's like a, it's like family. on our morning show. If this were <laughs> like, yeah. like a morning show on the radio, be like locker room in the morning. One oh two point eight nine. No, I don't count. <laughs> we would be on one oh two We would be on. Ladies and gentlemen, you listen to the podcast. You listen to the locker room podcast on D one oh nine. The dick, the dick in you all the time. Oh, anyway. Oh. Uh, so you know how I knew I was, oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, go. I want to do my how I knew I was getting old. Go ahead. Um, when you get upset because they rearrange the aisles in the fucking grocery store. <laughs> That's another one. That's a good one. Yeah. That's okay. Matt, Matt, that's yeah. been you since high school. That's true. And I mean, you you were born a little bit crusty and old. You were yes. born saying, get off my lawn. That is true. He, re- he really was. Old Torino. You know what I'm saying? Like, <sighs> yeah. For, for, for Torino status. Grand Torino, for real. Grand Torino. What about you, Marco? Grand Torino status. Um, like you, when I realized, like, when I, it's, it was more prevalent to me because I was constantly around youth tattooing people who are just turning 18 and having like 17 and a half year olds hanging out with the 18 year olds getting tattooed. So for me, it was like not understanding the slang that they were using. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, like, like oh, not yeah. saying like, not saying like, Oh, what was that word? But it's just like, just catching in and passing conversation and be like, Oh fuck. I don't know that. I don't know that anymore. And then I, again, talking about music and me hearing me saying, Oh yeah, man. Back when I was younger, we used to listen to. Oh shit! I just said back when we were younger, we used to listen to. Yeah, and that's like somebody would be like, "Oh my god, have you heard now? Have you heard of the band Pronoun Bonanza?" I'm like what? <laughs> that's probably <laughs> a real band. thing. No, 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 fucking should be. <laughs> no like, oh my god, have you heard of Pronoun Bonanza? They sing that song, Sawdust <laughs> Duck Fart. You know, it's it's like got a million plays on Spotify, and I'm like, what was that shit that you said that one fucking episode? <laughs> lesbian bongo music. <laughs> lesbian bongo music. <laughs> lesbian bongo music. Yeah. Oh, by Pronoun well, Bonanza. Welcome to the locker room. I'm Tom. I'm Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> My pubic hair is straight. <laughs> well, and I'm slow glow, apparently. <laughs> so we're going to get into some shit tonight. Oh, yeah. Knee um, fucking deep. I, You know what? Actually, Normally crotch deep. Crotch deep. Fucking, yeah, uh, Chuck, you're going to have to pull that hair up. Labia deep. We're going to get yeah, we're ovary gonna deep. deep. Yeah. Gonna get, hey, Thomas. What? Have you heard of this band, Punk Rock Factory? See again? No, if it's real, no, I haven't. No, it's a real band. Okay. Uh, so they're a bunch of old punk rock guys, like we we are, like right? a super group. No, oh. no, they're not super group at all. They're, they're, they I, I believe I, I, they're just old guys who started a punk band in their forties. I think they're old guys that used to play together in a punk band and then just re dusted off the gear and oh, continue nice. to play. Anyways, That's what I'm doing right now. You know that. Hey, listen, listen. They, yeah, I just kind of why. Listen, they sound fucking fantastic, but their main thing is that they fucking cover like cartoons, like Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, I mean, and Disney and Disney sh- and Disney shit, <clears throat> and they sound phenomenal. Okay, like Rock Factory, show me. Hot, like, okay, hold on. Oh, okay. Google. Because here's one thing: every song sounds better when it's made a punk rock cover. Like- me first and the Gimme Gimmes prove that. Like, if you yes. don't know who Me First yep. and the Gimme Gimme's is, that is a punk rock supergroup made up of No Use for a Name, No Effects, a bunch of other punk rock bands. 
they do nothing but covers. Take this it back down where it was a better before. Microphone, yeah. yeah, take it back down. When you first started, it was coming in crisp. I have it. I might be able Got to do nothing because I have a mic. I'm going to have to turn it up. Mark I'm going to take it Alright, guys. God damn it. I'm you want to build share. a snowman? Yeah. Are they on Spotify? Do you want to build a snowman? Come on, let's go play. There you go. Okay, I'm going to go with something a little more germane to our generation. You ready? Yeah, okay, yeah but we have read- kids now, so if they would drop that in over the Disney That's shit, I would watch sick, Frozen bro. however many fucking times. That's like no effects right. status. So, I'm going to, yeah, you and, tell and me which one you want to hear and I'll play like, it. Their, their vocals are fucking like dash harmonizing vocals are on point. All right, what do you got, Thomas? Thundercats. Thundercats. Um, Darkwing Duck. Alvin and the Chipmunks, oh, 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 Teenage oh, Mutant Ninja Duck. Turtles. Play that one. Hey, listen, the Darkwing Duck is good. The Darkwing Duck or is He-Man. Good. Well, Thundercats and He-Man is more our generation. Okay, let's do Thundercats, then we'll do Darkwing Duck. Okay. Yeah, I got All right, here we go. Closer, 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 closer. Closer. Really press it on the tip. Hold on. Oh, right there, right there, right there. Or wherever that was. Okay, oh, Money Morphin Power Ranger. There you go. Oh, cool. No effects vibe for sure. Like big time, time no they have an Avenged Sevenfold vibe. But then again, Avenged oh. Sevenfold does have a slightly no effects vibe. Does have a, anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, well, check them out. Uh, Reddit I will definitely check them out. Actually, there's no random about it. You guys know I'm all about the Disney. So oh, they came up and I was like, yeah. oh my god, they're fucking, they're fucking fantastic. So oh, I'm playing this the next time my daughter wants to hear some whoa, Elsa shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. You blow, you're blowing that mic out. What's oh. happening? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this better? I don't know what happened. It's terrible. Oh, you turned you hit the volume on it. Oh, no, this, I is, didn't touch the, it. this is the best episode we've ever done, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> is it better? You can the, tell the, we've the been de- doing de- this. De- we've been doing this a while. Oh, we've been my doing this a while. God, what the we are fuck? dialed the this fuck in. Sh- okay, so yeah. let's yeah, let's try to get this back on track. Uh, before we get into Matt's uh, oh. giant black hooker story, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got video. Uh, I want to tell you guys that what we're going to talk about tonight—it's been all over the news. Um, we got we got things the to black say. Hooker? No, no, not that. Um, we have some, some actual, like, we're going to get into some shit and real talk. Like you're in the locker room, you know, you've come here for dark humor and like no safeties, like pull the pin and let it fly. That's what we're here for. But we're going to talk about fucking school shootings and we're going to talk about transgenderism in the same conversation. (laughs) 
<laughs> Who would have thought? I mean, I would have, but um, I just, I just, I guess I want to give people that opportunity. Hey, if this isn't for you, like there are lines we don't cross in this show and we will not cross them tonight, right? This is if we're going to talk about something that's really fucked up for these kids. Yeah. However, we're going to be real with you. And if that's not for you, then just skip to the next episode whenever that comes out. Cause I, I, the only way you can make it through some of these subjects is to fucking have real tombstone gallows humor. Because if you didn't, this job, you know, police work, firefighting, the military, it would eat you alive. So if you're not here for it, if you're not down for it, if you're a casual listener who has never served and you're like, sometimes this shit gets too dark, this could be one of those. I don't know. We don't yeah. know where it's going to go. We're just giving you that heads up up front. This is like that. I, I don't I don't give trigger warnings, but I am telling you shit's going to go down <laughs> tonight. <laughs> uh, and now, without further ado, Matt's giant black hooker. So oh, yeah. I got back into running Monday, two now, weeks after. I know after, nothing about it other than it okay. involves a giant black hooker. Just two two weeks after my, my latest car incident, I decided to get back into running. You mean after you got like all the way back in yeah. or just like a little bit back in? Well, I, you, you know me, I'm freaking all gas or all brakes. There's really no. Yeah, really no in between. <laughs> so, hey, so you know you could just go to an arcade and play Frogger. I, I could. So, so Monday, after two weeks of not running or working out fucking at all, I decided. I'm just going to fucking hit it. So I did a, a little seven mile jaunt. Right. And that oh, was just a little. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> so Monday morning. I'm like seven miles. Here we go. Oh, you know, wow. I was going slow. I was doing like a nine and a half minute mile. So I wasn't like fucking, you know, breaking records oh. or nothing. So, <laughs> so this morning and, and I, I put the, I fired up the GoPro. I put that on. I'm recording everything. I'm like, God forbid this fucking happens again or something happens again. I want some fucking footage that you can play at my funeral so (laughs) (laughs) you need to start carrying like one of those id bracelets that says what to do if i'm run over by a vehicle (laughs) uh so so nothing happened uh yesterday and uh this morning um cruising along northbound on western between freaking third street and beverly where all the hookers hang out and I'm like narrating my run and I'm like, all right, let's see what's at corner number one. And there was nothing struck out. I'm like, all right, nothing. Let's see what's at corner number two. All right. What and time is this? This is like four fifteen, four thirty, somewhere around there. Probably almost check out time. Prime for ladies, time. Yeah. Prime ladies of the yeah. night. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I want to say it's like closer to, it's like in between four fifteen and four thirty. Gotcha. Um, so at, at, uh, you know, hooker corner number two, there was just one and I'm like, Oh, there's just one on this corner. And I realized I probably said that a little louder because I got headphones <laughs> and everything. Cause she like looked and I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and then I'm getting up to the third corner and I see from across the street walking towards me on the sidewalk, like back away from the corner. And I'll send you guys a video. I just got to download it off the fucking GoPro and. I'm just like, oh my God, here we go. The holy fucking grail. So as I'm cruising along, walking towards me is this, I mean, look, she wasn't really eight feet tall, but she might as well have been the tallest black fucking hooker I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a few. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, true story. I mean, she was at least six, five, six, six, not even exaggerated. Fuck, yeah, dude. at least and she's just freaking dark as night right that kind of black like 
black, black, right. wearing these fucking pristine white fake fucking vinyl leather fucking go-go boots, heels that go up above her knee. She's wearing, she has like a blonde wig on, clearly a fucking blonde wig. Cause I'm like, yeah, girl, you wouldn't burn like that. Um, little tiny mini skirt that's like in warm pastel tones of like, you know, oranges and reds and just kind of not tie dyed, but kind of swirled little tiny thing that she's just every two steps, she's tugging down every two steps, tugging down and a little freaking strip of cloth above her or his breasts because she she looked a little masculine and i i just started laughing i couldn't help myself (laughs) 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 i'm fucking laughing almost uncontrollably and she's just looking at me and i'm just fucking laughing as i run by um and it was it was fucking glorious and i will i will download that footage off the old uh gopro and uh send that uh probably even post it why the hell not um but yeah like something out of an Austin Powers movie. It was amazing. Fucking amazing. Like I kind of, if I wasn't like on a mission to do a certain thing by a certain time, I would have loved to just had a conversation. Like that <laughs> type of like, like intriguing. To, just, intri- is, is it like the Louis CK bit where he's like, In when 10 minutes told to me chat. to <laughs> suck a bag of dicks. And I was like, wait, I have questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh God! Well, yeah, big, big black. We hookers. thought we would get the uh, the lighthearted stuff out of the way first, and now, um, for those of you that have been living under a fucking rock or don't have the internet, uh, on the twenty seventh, a school shooter walked in, mildly armed. I won't say heavily armed because I saw her kit, and it wasn't that. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't shit. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't mild, mildly. Yeah, yeah. Very mildly armed. I mean, it was heavy for unprotected kids. <laughs> it was heavy for a school. Yeah, for yeah. a school. Yeah. Um, and hey, did you see the video of her entrance? How she shot her way into the, the school? Did you see yeah, that? No, yeah. No. 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 Just, yeah. Pulled yeah, up in her fucking up, in minivan. Honda yeah. Fit. Oh, oh yeah, Honda Honda Fit. Honda, Honda Fit. fit. <laughs> the fucking. Whew. Anyway, so school shooter goes to a Christian school in Nashville that she formerly that attended. She used to attend. Yes. And kills what three students and three teachers, and then Correct, several yeah. others. Correct. How sinister? How sinister is this, Tom? He went there because she, the pastor, mm-hmm. she wanted to kill. She had a vendetta against him, and mm-hmm. she wanted to kill his only child, which she, she did. She accomplished. Which she did. It, right? She did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Right. <clears throat> so let's let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. Okay. Um. Everybody on social media is talking about the gender of this shooter because it's rare for females to commit school shootings. Now, it's not unheard of. There is a very famous case we'll get into of a female school shooter whose answer for why she did it was chilling, bone chilling. And she was like proto-school shooter in the 70s, bro. She just laid in wait outside of a school and picked off kids like a sniper. Damn. Um, yeah, we'll get into that. Damn. But, yeah. Um, so this gal, odd, I won't even, I won't even say her name. Yeah. She <clears throat> shows up and shoots up the school, but she 
according to the trans community and according to LinkedIn, I guess, 28 years old, identifies now as he, him, and goes by a, a male name. Right. Um, well, was, were. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, now, now. Are, now her pronouns are, was, were. Um, yeah, that meme has caught fire real fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, wouldn't her pronouns now be shitbag? <laughs> Shit and <Yeah>. bag. <laughs> Shit and bag. Yeah. Cocksucker. Um, yeah. No. Uh, well, fucking, yeah, I guess. I guess it could go either way, depending on which way she's identified. Is she which a gay her- man now, or is she straight woman? Well, there's know. there's there's gender identity, then there's sexual preference. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those two don't line up. I don't up. think you're supposed to say preference. Right. You're not supposed to be able to control it. It's not a preference, right? <laughs> Um. Oh, sexual orientation. Yes, it's right. fluid. There it is. Orientation. Sexual orientation. Yes. Yeah. My sexual orientation faces north. That's all. <laughs> it's fluid, like the, like the training <sighs> in the car. Oh my god! You can't. You, you can't. You can't call it tranny fluid anymore. You have to call it uh, gender Trans- gender n- neutral forming fluid. Gender non conforming fluid. <laughs> My car is low on gender non-conforming fluid, Jiffy Lube. Can you please? <laughs> are we still allowed to call those tools dykes, or are we not allowed to do that? <laughs> you know, I actually was going to ask my... I was replacing a battery cable on my wife, and I was like, I was going to yell out, hey, I need a pair of dykes to cut this, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. to cut this up. And I was like, hey, babe, I need a pair of... Da- <laughs> I'll go get it myself, never mind. <laughs> I need a pair of dykes. Well, who do you want me to call? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to call Terry and Tommy? Why do you want me to call Carol and Tiffany? Who do you want me to call? Who do you want me to call? And why do you need two of them? Oh my God. Wait, okay. I'm giving a little inside baseball. So we had a so they can scissor. A group oh, of group of female police officers in our county that were um tied in together. They all hung out together, right? And the the thing we used to say was these motherfucking these women hang out together and they all talk shit about the men and which officers mm-hmm. they don't like. And then you have no chance, right? Like, cause once the, once the lesbian officers from all these different departments team up against you, it doesn't matter what department you go to. You're fucked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're done. <laughs> one of us went, so it's like a lesbian terrorist organization. It's like, <laughs> <Lesbola. laughs> <Lesbola>. <laughs> Oh my God. I was thinking that before you even said it. Lesbian. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's be honest, so, okay. So um the school shooter uh went in there, targeted the pastor's kid, only kid, successfully yeah. murdered yeah. three children, including the pastor's kid, and then three adults, one of whom was a teacher, she's on the phone with her husband, mm-hmm. husband couldn't get in the school like all the terrible stuff you hear about most of these school shootings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nashville PD shows up and just literally fucking rock does such a bitching job. Yeah. What was the time from call to target down? I believe was 12 or 14 minutes total. Something like that. Something, Something like, like that, that right around there, right in that wheelhouse somewhere. It was it was a stellar job. It was straight to the point. You know, um, everything about um, when you're doing, uh, you know, active shooters types of situations, Mac tac drills, um, you know, you do without when you don't hear any of uh, 
the shots being heard, you do um, a search, like a like a, a slow, methodical search, you know, that's going to be kind of sped up. Hold on. Right. Is that, is that better? No, I think Marco is signaling for a timeout. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to kill this. So, Marco, you good? <laughs> so for those of you who wondered why we stopped, Marco got up and oh, he's, wait. he's gone quiet. He's fucking hunting. And it's, it's then we said, while we, while we were. What? Oh, my God. Oh, we're about really to hear gunshots. We're legit about to hear gunshots. <laughs> I'm so slow and steady, Paul. Oh, oh. Oh, it's an airsoft gun. Oh. <laughs> We bunch of assholes. I heard tick tick. He ain't gonna kill a fucking possum with the airsoft gun. And why is he whispering like that if he's got earphones in? Don't you don't have my fucking earphones in? Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Slap. Was it airsoft? Not the first one because I wasn't sure what it was. Oh, and you guys saw me come back on camera, and then I switched. Yeah, the the, the first one didn't look. There's up. Then the second one. No, the first. That's why I was like, "Oh fuck!" Mm. Someone's fucking breaking into his house. We he about to handle some business. Yeah, we thought we had to call an airstrike. I was about to call nine one one and get on the phone with Austin PD. If somebody like if somebody was gonna, I will tell you guys. I'll tell you guys break in. Uh, You guys will hit me rack and break in and call call them. You know, call nine one one. So there's a fucking awesome. We need to have like a podcast like code word where it's like, "Hey, shit's going down." Called. Call an airstrike. I'm going to handle business. Anyway, so what I was saying before, are we, are we recording again? Yeah. Yeah. We've been recording. Sorry, so, sorry, sorry about that. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so they handled everything good. Like when you have Mac tech drills, you know, um, active shooters, you know, they, they, they do a methodical search because they don't know where the suspect's at because they don't hear anything. So they entered, they start clearing rooms and they do it um, not crazy fast, but with, with some presence, like they're going <clears throat> Not faster than than what they can, but a good pace. So they're going, and then as soon as they hear fucking gunshots, that's when you see them just step it up and they just fucking run, which is exactly what you're supposed to do in an active shooter situation. Right. And you go towards the gunshots, you bypass everything else, <clears throat> and you go towards where the gunshots are being heard. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit to system. educate some of the listeners who don't know. Um, because maybe we have some listeners that don't understand. Maybe some, I, I'm sure there's military people that have never had active shooter training. Oh, yeah. I mean, for those of us that were in the Navy or right. were not in a service where you handled firearms and were trained yeah. that way. So you respond to an active shooter incident. And basically, it it went through a cycle. Charles Whitman, right? Climbed the tower in Texas. Yep. Got a bunch mm-hmm. of co-eds. Two cops showed up and were like, fuck this dude. They climbed the that tower. They took care of it. Exactly. That was in Marco's hood. They, they, that was in the 60s. They climbed the tower and took care of it because he was actively killing people. Then, flash forward to the late 60s, LAPD gets in a shootout, a couple of shootouts, really. <clears throat> the, the two big ones are the Black Panther and the SLA shootouts. And they developed this idea that we need a, a special team that, that has greater firepower than just fucking 38 special wheel guns. And they were right. And SWAT is developed. Over the course of the 70s and 80s and into the 90s, the training changes from street cops should handle it to surround, contain, call SWAT. 
Block comes in, boom, handles it. Flash forward to Columbine. And the police officers who are responding, right, wrong, or indifferent, did what they were trained to do. Surround, contain, and call SWAT. And in the meantime, kids died inside Columbine High School and teachers bled out. And my dad and I talked about this at the time. Rightfully so, parents were pissed. They said, that's not what we expect you guys to do. We expect you guys to go in and aggress the threat. So full circle, we took it back to Charles Whitman and law enforcement said, now the doctrine is the first person on first people on scene, form a team, make entry, aggress the threat. And they aggress the threat as fast as they can safely move. And it works like this. If it's a, if it's a static, like you you enter, you hear nothing, you move forward, you clear, you move forward, you clear, you move forward, you clear, just like you would in a rapid, you know, entry where you're clearing a house, clearing a, a, a drug lab, clearing if SWAT's clearing something and they're going at a rapid pace, but they're doing it safely. The mm-hmm. second you start to hear gunshots, the second you start to hear violence, you run towards that sound. You step over victims, you step over bodies you step over everything you can and you make it to the sound of gunfire as fast as you humanly can and you put rounds on the threat period end of story and that is what these guys did yeah textbook it was fucking from what you just described that was fucking textbook what they fucking just just to mention real quick what people like well you don't address the victims no we do um lapd set the standard on this um a while back for active shooter scenarios, when you step over a victim, say there's someone down, you have teams outside ready to go. And right. you have a couple different sets of teams. You have um officer down team and you have um first aid teams. And you call out, hey, we have an active shooter. We're hearing the rounds. We're going towards it. Hey, there's a victim here in this hallway. And you call out where the victims are and you step over them to aggress the threat. And so you're calling that out. Another team will enter. Yeah. Secondary and tertiary teams can enter right. to try and they effect and, rescues, but their right. job is not to aggress the threat. They're, no. they're just a rescue. And you know team. what? From my training and experience and going through these MACTAC drills all the way here in Southern California, where we set the standard, um, uh, watching those officers in Tennessee clear across the United States on the eastern seaboard when they were clearing that room three to search two to enter and the reason that is you have two to enter and you have the third officer Paul standing boss. at that fucking doorway guarding that room and also keeping eyes down the hall so that no one like if all three were to go in then you would have no more eyes and the suspect could just hop across the hallway and you'd have no fucking idea or get behind you and now if so only that, if you get chuck perfect. to do that when we play call of duty <laughs> Damn! 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 I'm down! I'm down! Rescue me! <laughs> <laughs> and I got shot rescuing this guy. <laughs> Besides the point, I thought that was fucking phenomenal when they when they went in, they searched the room. All right, we're good, we're good, we're good. Let's go. And you come back out, they pan out, and the body warrant shows the other officer halfway in the doorway. The other half is down range, down the hallway that's not yet been cleared. And I was like, holy fucking shit. This shit has really made it across the eastern seaboard. And I love seeing officers exercise damn near perfect active shooter searching. That was fucking perfect. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was something they Can should play on repeat for those fucking cocksuckers in Texas. In yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that so that therein lies when you go back and you can listen to our episode on Uvalde and Chuck and I were pretty disgusted by it. The difference between the two responses is clearly visible and it's night and day. Right? Yeah. There were hard chargers in Nashville who said. Shit's going down. We need to get ahead of it. And they went yeah. and they, and when it was quiet and when they needed to slow down and listen and be aware of their surroundings and gain Intel and check doors, they were doing that. And as soon as the shots were being fired, they moved and they moved with yeah. a quickness and they moved with a purpose and they moved like the tip of the fucking spear that they were. And then when they got to that shooter, that shooter didn't stand a fucking chance. The first officer nope. came around with a patrol rifle, sliced the pie, put rounds on target. Second shooter came around with a pistol. Suspect started to raise a weapon. Boom. Done. Fucking Dunsky, bro. It was more like boom, 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 boom. Right. <laughs> changed, her, changed, changed her pronouns to was, were in seconds. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Now, so you're that saying that, that oh. basically I mean, I mean, the, the cops in Tennessee did not stand by and wait for ballistic shields and no, they just more went. units and which, right. yeah. You saw those guys. They were in blue pretty jeans bare, and tack yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty, pretty fucking bare bone. Yeah. So I gotta, so I, I gotta ask you guys something. Being sure. like the, being the, the civilian, if you will, in, in the group, right? Um. So if you're average Joe, right? If you're a dad visiting your kid, mm-hmm. or going in for going in for a parent teacher uh, meeting, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you're hearing. How, um, <laughs> I was going to use some fucked up pronouns, but, um, how, um, how they, ca- how they entered. Cause they came in, obviously, as we know, guns are blazing. They came in shooting. They shot, I think, uh, Matt, well, I don't think you said that you didn't see the video. Like, no, I didn't see the video. The shooter? When, when she, yeah, when, when she shot she, through the doors. Yeah, yeah she, she shot through the doors. doors. Yeah. yeah, she yeah. shot through the doors. She came in shooting. So obviously, and then you see, as she's starting, as she's coming in and starting to clear, um, starting to clear the front lobby entrance area, you're seeing alarm. There was an alarm that was going off because you see the flashes, right? Yeah, right. There's there's a, a, I got a story behind lockdown, that. The lockdown alarm. No, it was a fire alarm. A it, little no. girl heard the shots, pulled the fire alarm, and she was, I think, the first person that got shot because she didn't get out of the it's hallway. Some schools, in time. it's the same light. Oh my god! So yeah. I'm not. But I'm sure just saying that's this, yeah. That's what they're saying is this this little girl heard the shots and went, oh, shit, and pulled the fire alarm to warn everybody else. Yeah. And she got gunned down. Well, uh, oh. So what would be your advice if you're like, um, okay, so there's a lot of variables there. First question is, is there an actual school resource officer on campus? It doesn't matter. You're a parent and you just hear gunshots. You don't know. You don't, you don't know. So, you don't know. You know like, okay. I'm pulling out my piece. So here's the thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, but not you everybody's going to be can, carrying. If you're carrying. Especially, especially when it's a felony, it's an automatic felony in some states to carry a piece in uh, in in, uh, in school property. You know what? So, I, I, I probably still would because I'd rather be alive to defend myself. For sure. You know? Yeah. Then, so, I will tell you this. The big concern for me has always been. And this is this is when we get into the discussion of teachers, right? Yeah, Having yeah, guns. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Parents, teachers, whoever. If you're the responding officer, if you're the officer on scene, 
and you see somebody running down the hallway with a gun mm-hmm. and you're in an active shooter situation, you're going to smoke them. Period. Probably. Yeah. You're not going to wait to see if they're a parent. You're not going to wait to see if they're a teacher. You're going to smoke yeah. them. Yeah. So if you are willing to accept the risk that you're conceivably and possibly going to get smoked by the responding officers, if they see you before they see the shooter and you think, okay, I can get to the shooter first and I can put rounds down range and stop the threat. And then I can put my gun down or I can holster and put my hands up before I can get smoked by the responding officers. You do you right. It's, it's, it's a, it's a game time decision. Like, Oh, Hey, are we putting in, you know, are we putting in Johnson today as the quarterback? Well, we're going to see at game time. How his arms feeling? Right. Like you're going to have to make that call on the field. That happened out here in Saugus. So Saugus, you guys all hear about the Saugus shooter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was so, a while ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So, officers, yeah, LAPD, five years and some some uh, off duty deputies. They're all off duty. Uh, we're dropping their children off at school. They hear the gun, the gunshots ring out. They dismount their vehicles, mm-hmm. armed, yep. and rush in to try to find the shooter. They end up. They don't get shot or anything, but they they, they probably identify themselves. I uh, knew one of the guys who ran in who was armed, and um, the guy had an, uh, subsequently taken his life after he uh, killed someone. Um. So they ran in and went to go handle fucking business without thinking of it. But they are uh, willing to accept the risk of if I get mistaken mm-hmm. as a shooter, mm-hmm. I'm going to take that. I've thought about it. Yep. I've I've been like, okay, I know that area I live in is controlled by deputies. I know that there have been scenarios because I know deputies who have actually done um, like fosterals, which is uh, like um virtual reality type of thing with an air gun and they've been put in those types of situations and mm-hmm. they have killed the undercover or the off-duty officer because yep. they didn't know so that's an inherent risk that i know about and i've thought if i can get to that person like say marco's scenario i'm in a school with my kid and we're doing um, a parent teacher conference i know that there are no school resource officers at that school i know that there are generally no officers staged outside of that school they may patrol in the area but they're not there I am physically there at that moment. If I hear it ring out, I'm going to tell my kids, I'm going to walk into the front of school, get the fuck out. And then I'm going to enter. I'm going to go back in as I'm calling 911, identifying myself to get it out there and staying on the air, constantly giving out my description, where I'm going, where the gunshots are and, and doing it like that. I would say if you are off duty, regardless if you're if you're a cop or you're just some r- random Joe Schmo, you may have a CCW, you may not. You're just a you know a Second Amendment American and you have no qualms and quarrels about that, you're going to carry regardless. I would say if you're in that position, call 911, get on with the dispatcher, say that there's an active shooter at the school, identify yourself, constantly give out like. the description. Is, right. Exactly. Constantly give out the description of what you are wearing. And I've done this before. Constantly give out the description of what you are wearing and stay on the phone with dispatch. I did that clearing a house or holding a house in my neighborhood that went off in the alarm. And it was the burglary alarm for one of my neighbors. And I knew that was not normal and their door was ajar. So I went, I called 911. I rushed over there with my duty weapon. Um, I did not have my badge on me. The only thing I had is my ID, but you can't fucking see that because it's in my wallet. I was on the phone with dispatch. I gave out yeah, my description numerous fucking <clears throat> times. 
and I was fucking on target the whole time as soon as deputies got there. And I was like, hey, I see him rolling up. Please let them know I'm in fucking, you know, a, a white shirt, black shorts and flip flops. And I'm bald. And now, as a parent, like, if I was you're in the, everything. Yeah. And if you're in the room with your kid and the teacher and a classroom full of kids for some reason, let's say you're it's fucking Just show and tell or career day and you're in the classroom and that shit starts to go. There's also the idea that you hold ground and you defend that classroom. Yeah. <clears throat> so again, there's all these different things that you are going to have to take into account. And at the end of the day, it's a game day decision. It's a game time decision. It, how well, how well are you trained? How well can you shoot? How well are you mentally prepared for this? How well are your tactics? Do, you know, what size caliber are you hearing? Are you hearing the pop, pop, pop of a pistol? Or are you hearing the boom, boom, boom of a two, two, three? Right. And if, if you're armed with a, you know, six shot or a five shot, 38 special two inch, are you going to go hunting? Probably not. Not yeah. against two, two, three. You're going to wait and see if you can come up with a, unless you're superiorly trained, you know? So, so those are all, I think my, again, this is the debate about what's the best caliber to carry. Well, what's the mission, right? What are you intending to do? So I think well, the, the, the shitty. Two. Well, but I'm saying for for Marco, the, the shitty part of that answer is there is no answer. It is literally comes down to you as a parent with an armed parent weighing the variables in the moment, yeah. deciding what the acceptable risk is and then making your move. Does that yeah, make I mean, sense? I mean, there are ways to enhance survival for sure. Yeah. But does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does. No, it's it's not. I didn't expect it to be an easy answer. There's a lot of variables, but I think it's like it, it, we. I hope that none of us and none of us and none yeah. of us have been listening. None of us, none of us, and no one that's listening ever gets tested in that right. scenario. You know, right? Um, and it's but it's a good question to ask because you're probably right. As the civilian, there's probably a lot of other people asking that question. Yeah, like what can you know? What can I do, or what should I do? Especially when you don't have, uh, like you and like like you and Chuck, the desig the uh, designated training, you know, and drilling and drilling and drilling and drilling and drilling, and drilling uh, over scenarios to right. build up and create that muscle memory, you know, that you know takes over and you act instead of react. It's for the average person, they don't have that, so. That's see, why like, like you take Matt, person. for example, Matt's got a, a not yet one year old child. You have yet right. to see that co- ch- child go into school. Right. And I have no doubt whatsoever in my mind that if you were dropping your child off at school or picking your child up at school or you were at a parent, t- any one of those scenarios and you heard shots fired, you would go in with a stapler if that's all you had. Yeah, because I know you. Yeah. And you're like, if I take Fair. rounds, I take rounds. I'm going to fucking staple this motherfucker to death if that's what it takes. Marco, I know you. Your kids are everything. Like, yep. you're going to make that decision based on where you're at. Like, if you're with your kids and you have the chance to be Papa Bear and protect them, you're going to protect them. Right? Like, yeah, I, I think, I think I would honestly, I think I would try to uh, make my way to my, to my, I know where my son's room is. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, make I would, your way to his I, room. I, Make, 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 room and make an arm stand down. Off. 
Right. And just lock it down. You guys go into the bathroom. Uh, I love you. Dad's going to be out here. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, Marco, I operate off of these, these strict things when I have my kids with me. If I can get them to the safety and I can make sure that they're out of harm's way and they're out of like fire, then I can act. My first job as a parent is protect them and get them to safety. If I can get other people to safety at the same time, I will. Then once they, I know they are in safety, if I can make safe entry in, I'm going to do it. Right. If I'm in, if, if, say, if I have no training or experience and I just, I can shoot, I'm probably going to hunker down in the fucking room, lock the fucking door or do whatever and make sure that they're safe. Hop on the phone with 911, give them my description, tell them I'm armed and I'm guarding this door and I give them the room number that I'm in. Mm -hmm. Um, at that point, um, if there's a lull or something, or there's a window, maybe Mm -hmm. we can, you know, I keep the fucking uh, at the door, a gun on the door. We can get the window open and we can make exfil and we can get out of that window. Then I, I we get them out of the window and then I hop out the window and I guard them all the way to the street. And then if cops are there, great. If not, hey, daddy will be right back. Now I'm going to go back in. Right. So there are certain things that you can do. See, and right? I'm going to go back in. I got my kids out. I may post up. I, it depends on the situation, how big the campus is, where the right. gunfire is coming from. Are there cops on scene? Like, you don't know what you're going to do until the moment happens. Right. So you can what if it to death, but what if grasshoppers had machine guns, baby? Make the, make the game time decision and do what's right. I'll what give you caliber two. would that be? Grasshoppers had machine guns? Yeah, what caliber machine guns? It would gun? be, be a... point two 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 three. Point two 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 three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> I'll tell you a couple of stories real quick. So when I did training for the state of California, we did a scenario. Cops would have to respond. And I, in the scenario, was we were using simunitions. If you guys don't know what simunitions are, it's like paintballs, but they're Ow. little pellets of paint Ow. instead of balls. Ow. They're pellets yeah. that are fired out of an actual brass casing projectile with gunpowder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like they're fucking wax. They're like firearm. little wax bullets. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> they, they fucking suck. hurt. Suck so fucking bad. Suck so bad. They pierce. Uh, yeah, they can pierce your skin. Like they're no joke, but. Pain compliance and, and, and pain penalties are a good training aid. So that being said, we did a scenario and in the scenario, I had to be a, an undercover officer and I would have my badge in my left hand and my gun in my right hand. Right. And I would be gunning a suspect on the ground who had just robbed a liquor store, robbed a restaurant, whatever he'd robbed. And the police officers, the trainees that were going through this advanced training, these are, these are, not rookies. These are cops with 5, 10, 15, 20 years of experience going through advanced training. They were told you're responding to a call of shots fired. Well, the suspect on the ground had a gun. Sorry. Suspect on the ground had a gun and that gun was right by his hand, but I had proned him out. And now I'm there and I've got him proned out and I'm giving him verbal commands. Put your hands behind your back. Let me see your hands. I'm giving him police officer style verbal commands to see if they pick up on it when they show up to see if they hear them. And I have my badge. And when they're, when they arrive, I'm going to show them my badge. When they ask, I'm going to tell you right now, at least 70% of the time I got smoked before they ever saw my badge. <laughs> they get tunnel vision, right? They just come in the guy with a gun, guy with a gun. And they let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. And I would turn just with my badge. Boom. Pop, dead. pop, 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 wow. pop. And then I would, in scenario, fall to the ground. My hands would go on my sides, and they'd see one hand face up with a badge and one hand face up with a gun. And I can tell you, 
literally so many times I heard guys go, fuck, it was a cop. Fuck, fuck. And they like you hear them in the scenario, mm. their tunnel vision breaks and they see they just smoked a cop and they realize they would have done it in real life. Yeah. Right. And that's why they're doing the advanced training. Right. That's exactly why you do the advanced training. And you know, the guy on the ground that was proned out with a gun within reach, he should have been scripted to fucking pop them with some ammunition rounds right after that. So, so there's that. There's also two incidents that my dad told me personally, and these had a huge impact on me growing up because my dad used to tell me as a kid, uh, none of Chuck did, but Matt and Marco, you guys didn't grow up with fathers in law enforcement. So no, I don't that know if Chuck's correct. dad said the same thing, but my dad would be like, I, I would see an a joke around with my kid walking out, or like my kid and now my kid's kid are going to see their parents walking out and like automatically adjusting their waistband as they get out of the car every time they get out of the car, because that's what my dad did. That's what I did in front of my kids. You're always carrying a gun, right? Right. And my dad used to tell me, he said, okay, so if something ever happens, right? Two things. Number one, I'm going to fake a heart attack. So if things go bad and I start to like grab my chest or I start, you start to see that I'm having a medical emergency or think something's wrong with me, just get away from me. Shut your mouth and get away from me. Somebody else will deal with it. That is your cue to get away from me because I'm about to do something. Yeah. And that was the cue that, they would get the bad guy distracted, medical aid, blah, 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 blah. The guy's like, well, I'll call 911 or what am I going to do? Or da, 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 da. And then my dad would draw and pull. That was it. But he arranged that ahead of time with us as kids. And I don't know any other kids other than law enforcement kids that would be raised with a dad who says, listen, if the shit goes down, here's the go sign. Get the fuck away from me. Right. And the reason he told me that was two stories that he told me as a kid. And these stories left a huge impression. Guy gets done with dinner with his wife on their way home. Had a nice evening date night. Decide to stop by a stop and rob to get a bottle of wine. So they could have a little bit of drinks on their way home when they get home. Doesn't see the 211, the, the robbery in progress as they get out of the car. Get in the liquor store. 211 starts. Robbery starts. Guy decides to take action. Understandable. He's a cop. He wants to stop this robbery. His wife is killed in the crossfire. Mm. Oof. Fuck. Another incident. Guy's at the liquor store or grocery store. I'm sorry. Liquor store is a wife. Grocery store. He's at the grocery store with his kid, his daughter. Robbery at the grocery store. He tells his daughter, you stay here at the car and you hide behind the car you don't come out until I tell you. And then he leaves his child to go stop the robbery at the grocery store. As soon as the gunfire starts, the child gets scared and goes running straight for her father and is killed in the crossfire. Fuck. So these are stories that I grew up with in the back of my mind to ask myself, what have I done? And what will I do? And who is with me? And what is my backdrop? And what is my scenario? And is it worth it to stop this fucking 7-Eleven from being robbed at the cost of my wife? Or is it worth the payroll at this grocery store for the life of my daughter? No. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not. 
Right. But is it worth every fucking kid at that school? Maybe. Yeah. 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 Right. So <clears throat> growing up, uh, I heard similar. I heard some similar stories, and then when I got into the academy, I heard the one about the daughter, um, and she got hot hiding. But she got. Are they tell the academy uh, now. Yeah, the, that was the a friend girl, of my dad's. The guy, the, the guy who goes to the store, and then mm-hmm. uh, he gets out to stop the two eleven, and the girl ends up getting scared. She gets out, yeah, and she gets she gets popped by crossfire. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- when when she's hiding behind a fucking tire, she gets yeah. fucking nailed. She yep. was scared. She got out. She was she scared. Gets, she ran from cover. But I heard that in the it, academy. Yeah. I heard of other things growing up, um, and then there was a few times when I was growing up. You know, my dad had to do big money drops for my my stepmom, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go do this money drop. If you see someone come up behind me that's fucking weird, and I give you the signal, you're gonna be in the driver's seat, pop the clutch, run them the fuck over, grab the gun, and shoot them through the window." Wait, wait, that's why, what I grew up why, with. Why are you doing money drops? Well, uh, my mom, my stepmom was the general manager. <laughs> <laughs> she was a ma- she was the it just sounds sketchy as fuck. You're like, I was doing. Well, my it drop. was it was very sketchy. It was on the east side of fucking uh, Palmdale in the in the ghetto, like bad, mm. bad, bad, like Bank of America on the east side of the ghetto, like very bad gang neighborhood. And I don't know why he chose there, but that's what the Denny's uh, used. And we would have to go and do the drop, and she didn't feel comfortable doing it in the middle of the night after a shift. So my dad and I would go do it. And so I grew up with that that whole mentality, you know. Um, and, you know, there's certain code words like, hey, I'm going to do this, you know, and then I, I raised my kids that way. Hey, if I ever tell you to get the fuck down or get out, don't fucking question me. Just do it. Right. And I, I, I've, I've reiterated that so many times. And when I got with my now wife and I told her shit like that, she looked at me like I was fucking crazy. And I said, look, and now she's like, okay, if I ever tell you shit's about to go sideways or I go into somewhere and I'm like, hey, I'm not armed right now. Let's get in and get out quick. Like I, I. I'm not armed. I don't feel comfortable. We have the kids. Let's just get in and get out. Every once in a while, I go places not armed because I forget my my strap and I'm too far from the house when I'm when I remember. So I'm like, hey, I don't have my guns in case anything happens. I don't have it, but I do have a knife. I'm only going to use it for self defense, getting you guys out, and then we're going to fucking bounce. So there are certain things you have to weigh when you're when you're when you have these things. I've seen a fucking robbery happened right in front of me but i had my son in the car and i weighed those options should i get out right now and go engage yeah i'm fucking right there and i was like i look over at my son and i was like i remembered that story of the little Mm -hmm. girl getting shot and it fucking just resonated i was like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sit back and we're gonna watch right be a good witness witness. exactly i can be a good witness and then i came in i said hey do you want me to call the police I witnessed everything. I can call the deputies. They're like, no, nah, I don't give a fuck. Now, if somebody was about to get smoked, right, shit would have changed. But that's not what happened. So, no, no, no. We're moving like, on the to lay down <laughs> before we finish because this is this is the last part that we want to get to. And I've got it queued up, Matt. I don't know if you want to read it or if you want me to read it. If you got it queued up, fucking fire away. Okay. This are you talking is, about the yeah the tweet thing that I sent you? Yeah, the, yeah. Go ahead and uh, okay. So for immediate release. Media statement on March 27, 2023. Wait, wait, shooting. what's this? What's this from? I, I'm getting there. Okay. For immediate release, media statement on March 27, 2023, school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee from, and I'm guessing that right at this moment, they really regret the name they chose. Yeah. <laughs> the statement is from the Trans Resistance Network. <laughs> The Trans Resistance Network has been notified the shooter involved in today's church school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee, 
was a person identifying as transgender known from online profiles as we're not fucking saying, but the pronouns are he, him. While it is not our policy to engage publicly with news media, we believe this moment calls for a thoughtful response from our collective. Mm. First of all, if you're a resistance network and a collective, you're already on my shit list. You're on a, You're on a, you should be on a watch list. Every fucking person should be yep. on that. Should be on a watch list. Yep. Uh, Thoughtful response from our collective. We point out that today's incident in Nashville, Tennessee is not one tragedy, but two. Let's just hold comment till we get to the end. You know Ooh. what? That's better. Okay. Yeah. 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 We point out that today's incident in Nashville, Tennessee is not one tragedy, but two. The first tragedy today is the loss of life of three children and adults. We extend our deepest sympathies and heartfelt prayers to those families dealing with the loss of loved ones. There is nothing we can offer that will comfort the hurt or ease the sorrow. We will mourn with you. The second and more complex tragedy is that Aiden, I almost said it, is that this fucker who shall not be named, who felt he, their words, had no other effective way to be seen than to lash out by taking the life of others and by consequence, their words, himself. We do not claim to know the individual or have access to their inner thoughts and feelings. <coughs> we do not know that life. For, we do know that life for transgender people is very difficult and made more difficult in the preceding months by a virtual avalanche of anti-trans legislation and public callouts by right wing capitalized personalities and political figures for nothing less than the genocidal eradication of trans people from society. Oh, many transgender people deal with anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide and PTSD from the near constant drumbeat of anti-trans hate, lack of acceptance from family members and certain religious institutions, denial of our existence and calls for detransition and forced conversion. All of these factors contribute to a population that is medically underserved and who often face anti-trans bias while accessing care, leading to significant physical and mental health disparities. Hate has consequences. It is a testament to the inner strength and beauty of transgender people that despite the overwhelming odds of homelessness, job discrimination, and constant anti-trans bigotry and violence, so many of us continue to persevere survive and even thrive we will not be eradicated or erased we remind the news media to respect to respect the self-identified pronouns of transgender individuals who come across your desk this fuckface my words self-identified with he him pronouns on forward-facing sites we also urge you to avoid pandering to those individuals on the capital r right who will use this double tragedy to torment or to, I, th I think they mean foment, but it says to torment fear and terror of transgender people in order to advance a political agenda of transgender elimination. Biased and sensationalized coverage of these viewpoints is both irresponsible and reprehensible. Request for interviews will be referred back to this statement. First of all, fuck those cunts. <laughs> yeah. My second. Uh, get on your soapbox a little bit more, you fucking twats. Uh, or wannabe twats. Cox. Depending. 
mutilated um, cocks. I don't know. Yeah, I've got shit to say, but I'll let you guys. Yeah. Well, let's let's start with the obvious. I would say illness. I I would say that that letter that they released was probably what a 80-20 skew towards we're going to spend more time talking about the tragedy of misgendering somebody versus the loss right. of life of three fucking eight to nine year old children and three adults. And and we're going to spend more time talking about it and, and talking about that. And second of all, there was only one tragedy okay there was one atrocity what atrocity yes yes atrocity. the tragedy was that society didn't get this trans person the help that he she needed she right there's there's plenty of pictures of her standing behind her desk with her female name yep and i mean i mean recently so you can't you can't dip a toe in both ends of the pool you gotta fucking pick the deep end or the fucking shallow end just fucking commit now what the gist and see if if you guys agree with me or not but the gist i got from this letter was while it's sad that children and adults at this christian school are dead that's what you get for marginalizing trans people that's what i got yeah 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 it's like shame shame on us for driving this trans person to the brink of 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 this yeah um, you know what they just drove home though? Because he said so many, so many trans suffer with mental illnesses. Okay, well, are they said trans suffer with mental illness? I'm like, so you're you're admitting that most have a mental illness, and they're not. No, all no, 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 no. Right it's not a mental illness. Mind. It's society that doesn't accept them as trans, causing them to have these right. mental illnesses. Right. Don't blame other fucking people right. exactly. for your fucking actions, you fucking okay. cunts. Let, let's talk about let's talk about a couple of things here. Uh, number one, um, it is one atrocity. I get really pissed off, and I know Matt, you and I love language the same way. Words matter. A tragedy, right? Is something wife. sad that happens through no fault of anyone's. You know, like it's just a tragedy. It's like a if I were earthquake that swallows up an elementary school is a tragedy. If I were to drop this, not even half drink beer, and the bottle broke tragedy that's fucking tragedy right that's tragedy that's tragedy atrocity is caused by a human fucking being yes and this fucking bitch picking up three weapons and deliberately targeting children and adults at a christian school writing a manifesto prior to saying that she was hey i get it you're suicidal there's lots of people that are out there that are suicidal. Let's get you the help you need, but you have no fucking call. You have no fucking cause and you have no fucking business visiting your pain on other people. Period. Right. End of fucking story. That is a goddamn atrocity. It is not a goddamn tragedy. Yeah. So there is not two tragedies. There's one gigantic atrocity. Number one. Number two, you want to ask people to respect your pronouns? Here's when I respect people's fucking pronouns. If you come to me and you're like, hey, I had surgery. I like I'm Caitlyn Jenner. I had my fucking penis cut off and I had breast implants and I'm on these hormones. And now I live my life as a woman. And I would appreciate if you call me Caitlyn and refer to me as she and her. And I go, you know what? You're my you're my friend. I know you in real life. I respect you in real life. I hang out with you in real life. And because I care about you, I'm going to go ahead and do that for you out of respect. 
You can't expect other people who that's don't a personal know you. decision. Right. The you, second you fucking kill kids, you lose any fucking call to en- to prefer anything. I don't give a shit yeah. from pronouns yep. to fucking ice cream flavors. You don't get to prefer a goddamn thing when you kill sure. kids. Yeah. So you can suck my fucking fat one when you're talking about, oh, we should respect preferred pronouns. No, 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 no. We're not talking about other people. We're talking about this fucking shooter. And this shooter deserves not only their name not to be spoken ever again, but I don't give yeah. a fuck about this shooter's pronouns. And to, to put that in context, you know, you guys have me on war stories talking about my, at the time, like one of my closest friends. Yes. I never said his fucking name on the podcast. Right. And I even said he was a piece of shit. Yep. And this was a guy I was tight with. And you struggled so, with that. Yeah. yeah. But like, who the fuck are these people? You're defending a fucking child murderer. Right. Because she's in your camp. You uh, should be separating yourself yeah. from somebody like this. Yeah. Because it serves your purpose. Right. You know, it's just because it serves because cause it serves your narrative. Yeah. But you're tramping I, I, over ever tramping uh, over and, 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 and bulldozing past quickly everything else that happened. And that's why Thomas, yep. like, oh, I said, lost me at the end. And you know, obviously Thomas is like, they, they lost me in two tragedies. I'm like, I understand where you're coming from. But that's like where like me is like, okay, wow. Like, I, I read it all the way through and I was like, okay, I'm going to give you the benefit of that until the very, nope. Right. Wow. We're just going to bulldoze yeah. right over, right over everything that's actually that matters the most. Yeah. And it was we're hypocritical. Gonna throw shade. Yeah, oh, 100%. We're going to throw oh, shade on everything else that's actually the most important just so you can bring all, bring it all back to your narrative. So you I want to highlight a couple of, of things. Number one, Chuck, you should, you should understand this as well. I, I think everybody on this podcast really understands this. The paragraph that says, many transgender people deal with anxiety, depression, Thoughts of suicide and PTSD. You just described a fucking veteran. Hey, fucking men. You just described a fucking police officer. You just described a fucking firefighter. You just described a nurse in the ER. You just described a lot of fucking people in society who don't go into schools and fucking blow people away and blow children away. I, I don't. I'm sorry. Anxiety, depression, and thoughts of suicide and PTSD are not mutually exclusive to fucking trans people. You don't, right. you don't get to claim those as like, this is why we did it. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. You know what? <clears throat> Matt Walsh hit it right on the head. I believe it was Matt Walsh. He said, you can't expect other people to call you he, him, she, her. You can't expect them. They're fucking strangers. They don't know you. You can't expect them to call you that. That's like me wanting you every time you fucking speak about me to say, you're going to call me as handsome and wealthy every mm-hmm. time you speak about me every time you speak about me must right. be handsome and wealthy but neither are true i may you. not be handsome and wealthy, <laughs> but but you're gonna call me fucking handsome and wealthy right just like you may not be a she or a her or a he and a him to other fucking people you can't expect other people and if if that makes you sad and whatever you want to go cry Oh, life isn't fucking fair. I'm sorry. I don't know who'd never taught you this, but life isn't fucking fair. It's not all not cupcakes and fucking rainbows. And like Tom said, so many people, other people in other professions have PTSD. Yeah. They have anxiety. They have depressions. They've had thoughts of fucking suicide and self-harm. 
a lot of first responders have had many of those and a lot of them have taken their own fucking lives but not one of us has ever thought about going into a fucking school and killing innocent fucking kids go fuck yourself you're a piece of shit if you've ever thought about that and you should go fucking handle yourself because that is fucking bullshit if you have thoughts about going and killing fucking kids you're going to fucking hell you're going to rot in hell and no one gives a fuck about your pronouns yeah and honestly like the biggest one the biggest line that stuck in my craw out of that whole letter is the three word sentence hate has consequences really did you just tell us to go fuck ourselves and that we brought this on ourselves because we disagree because we have different ideas about how things should be handled because we don't necessarily want to play these fucking political games. We want like, honestly, my big thing is (sighs) look, I totally agree that gender dysphoria is a huge, is, is a problem. I don't know if it's as huge as people say. I think there's a lot of it that's a social contagion. I think there's a lot of gynec, uh, um, autogynephilia out there. I think it's a huge mishmash of mess that really is going to take a lot of people smarter than me with a lot of more clinical psychological training to get into it. Yeah. A but lot more I'm, initials after yeah. your name than we have. But I can fucking tell you this. When someone in my family who is very close to me started using a male name, she was a female. She is a female. Yes, I was gonna say. Started using a male name, dressing like a male, wanting to identify as a male, doing all the things, right? You know what I did? I loved her through it, but I spoke to her with truth. I never once said, that's just who you are. I get it. You're fine. Just be that. I said, I love you. I understand you're going through some shit. Whatever you need, I'm here for you. But also recognize that truth is truth. And it may be hard to face. It may be hard to wrap your mind around. But the sooner you can wrap your mind around it, the sooner we can move forward and figure out how to get you well. That's the tragedy of this shit. If there's a tragedy, it's that nobody in society right now is standing up for people who need help. They need somebody to say, I know you're hurting. I know you're sad. I know you've got some serious issues going on and I'm here for you. But also, I'm going to be truthful with you and tell you this is that it, it, it's not going to change the path that you're on. Right. Life right, right. handed you a shit sandwich. And you like it or not, this is that you got to play the hand you're dealt. That's, in my opinion, the greatest fucking problem we are facing with this shit right now is we are telling people with serious emotional problems. Oh, no, you're fine. Just deal with it. You think you're a girl? That's because you're a girl. And, oh, yeah, if you just feel like you're a girl hard enough, guess what? You're going to be a girl. Instead of saying, look, I know it's hard because you were born a boy. Let's figure this out together. And let's find a way for you to move, move through life and be happy with what 
in my opinion, God gave you. So. Uh, I, I don't feel like big yeah. joke energy boys. No, I, th- I think we just kind of leave leave this think, yeah. as is. Um, not that we were going to make light of anything about this subject, but uh, this was kind of a you know a heavier locker room, a little more. Uh, we're long on time, you know, and I don't know that there's any jokes that could bring us back from where we're at. No, no, and it's and it's and you know, it's not that we're in a bad spot, but I think this is yeah. a good spot to sit and reflect and uh, just kind of leave it as is and leave it a little heavy. Hug your families. Yeah. If you see somebody hurting, it doesn't matter what they're hurting from. If they're hurting from PTSD from Afghanistan, if they're hurting from PTSD from feeling like they were born in the wrong body, if they're hurting from not understanding why they're attracted to the same sex, if they're hurting from being betrayed by the priest at their local church, whatever they're hurting from, understand that they're hurting and be there for them. I have one thing to say. But do not lie to them. Right. What's up, Chuck? I have one thing to say before we end. <laughs> Haley Scruggs, nine years old. Evelyn Dickhoss, nine years old. William Kenny, nine years old. Catherine Kantz, 60. Mike Hill, 61. Cynthia Peak, 61. Those are the only fucking names you need to worry about around this story. The only names. The only names worth repeating, the only names worth remembering, the only names worth mourning. That's it. We'll see you in the locker room. See you fuckers. Hug your family. <laughs>